making use of the power of mindfulness, sati, as indriya, defined as the ability, an example of it anyway, the ability to remember the meaning of things said long ago, of teachings given long ago. So this is used as an example of uh, what uh, sati is about. It comes from the Sanskrit root smriti, which means approximately the ability to how memory operates, the ability that brings something up and lingers with it. You recognize you this constant cascade of impressions that are arising, reverberating, proliferating, and there's something there that you know we do register. Uh, it's just the function of, of mind does that. And uh, there's wrong lingering, which is when the uh, wrong mindfulness, you might say, is when we bear in mind the afflictive. Um, not really deliberately bearing it in mind, not consciously bearing it in mind, but being gripped by it. And so, uh, stuck with it. So the flip side of this is the ability to consciously bear something in mind, deliberately. So you... You moderate this function of citta, this function of mind, for being unconsciously assailed by thoughts and impressions to being consciously aware of thoughts and impressions. It's, it's, it's a profound shift and involves a tremendous willingness because a lot of us doesn't want to be aware <laughs> of the way it actually is. And we feel threatened by the way it is. And we've adopted a clinch pattern to protect us from this being assailed by random impressions that we have no say over. Sati exerts authority. It's one of its uh, properties. Indriya, a leader, an authority, exerts authority. This changes things quite considerably. If we are mindful, sati, in terms of the uncomfortable, strangely enough, we exert authority over it. How is this? Because when there's a conscious, deliberate uh, bearing in mind, there's the sense of that which is aware. Awareness unfolds around the uncomfortable. Theoretically, as, as a language system, it doesn't sound that great. But then to, to really get a sense of what awareness is, what jitta is, is something that's not just a blank sheet, it's something that's got a, a self-knowing in it. And 
once one unfolds that that innate knowingness, the innate knowingness becomes more apparent and there's something tremendously alive and authentic and intimate and beautiful about that, dignified about that. One isn't, this awareness is not pestered and assailed, frantic and scrabbling, contracted and, and denying. The awareness is, there's a beauty to it. As we, that awareness unfolds and we are bearing this whole process in mind, that quality comes to the fore. And suddenly uncomfortable is just, oh well, yeah, everybody gets this. So, and the mind no longer constellates around the uncomfortable, the disagreeable, the dukkha. It no longer agitates around it because uh, we found refuge in awareness. And mindfulness is the key that can do that. Right mindfulness is the key that can do that. It's a conscious, voluntary offering of awareness to a theme or an object. So in the conscious voluntary offering of that awareness is empowered you might say so satipatthana the establishments of mindfulness it used to be translated as foundations as if these you know four um, body, feeling, chitta, mind, and dhammas somehow evoked mindfulness, but no, it's actually proper translation. Is that's where you place it? You place it in these domains. Mm. And begins with mindfulness of body. That seems to be the f- the foundational piece. Of many of these uh, progressive teachings, you start with body. Mindfulness of body is said to encompass all states which conclude with wisdom. All, just as all rivers flow into the ocean, all states that conduce to wisdom flow into and are you know, of mindfulness of body. Mindfulness of body captures all these. Because it's in mindfulness of body that we are directly, non-conceptually, intimately present with what occurs. In mindfulness where it touches you, it, it gets you, it delights you, it, it meets you, you meet it directly in the somatic domain, somatic territory. So you might very well consider, well, you know, mindfulness of body, great, walking up and down, feeling sensations, what's that going to do with my memories? Or my sorrows, or my pains? Well, no, actually, if you develop sati, 
mindfulness of body, you, you can feel these in the somatic territory. I think this is a very important reference to build in, to, to amplify the meaning of mindfulness of body. It's in this sense of, the, you might say, the inner body, where you feel that, you know, resisting or surging or contracting or delighting. When the, the world is playing out, your world is playing itself out there. Your karma is unfolding there, uh, and if it's if it's not felt there, then it's not. You don't have to deal with it. So anything that has impact, anything that's got karmic potential, anything that's potent, meaningful, uh, for good or for bad, will have an effect in this somatic domain. Anything that touches your chitta has an effect in the somatic domain. And just bearing in mind that chitta doesn't see, doesn't hear, but it gleans impressions from the seen and the heard. These perceptions, they're called. So it gleans impressions, signs, sanya, signs from what is seen and heard. The sign of the beautiful, the sign of the shocking, the sign of the pressurized, obliged, not willing, you know. The sign of the welcome, the sign of the unwelcome. The sign of the who cares anyway, nobody here. The sign of the unloved, the unloving, sterile atmospheres of public domain, the sterile or churning or chaotic atmospheres of the of the social urban domain and jitta feels it and what does it do it well it just basically it, it goes somewhere else because it just can't manage this so it goes into thinking and so forth so sometimes the signs are not that clear because the jitta just can't bear it Then we get the sign, the sign of our own distractedness. It's running away. It's zoning out. You have to be very patient to, you know, encourage your jitter in its own time to return to the territory of loss, of nobody being there, of shock, disappointment, in its own time. So these two can be processed, cleared. So we're coming alive. We don't have a lot of dead scar tissue, numb places. Naturally, when things come alive, they hurt. You know, frostbite, most painful piece is when your fingers come back to life. So it's like that sometimes. There's a lot of discomfort can be there in this process but the um, encouragement is in the somatic domain is that all the discomforts will always have a localized they will have a localizing effect because with a sense of pressure or discomfort or loss or whatever it is Jitter contracts, 
in a kind of defended state, and this contraction is registered in the somatic domain as, you know, I'm sort of aware of my upper chest, that's it, as everything is retreated, often up, retreats up. Very few people find themselves, you know, down in their ankles. (laughs) So because of that, it's good to go down to your ankles, because they're generally relatively free from... Uh, sorrow, lamentation, pain, grief, and despair. <laughs> so you lengthen the somatic territory, and it's again it's counterintuitive because everything wants to defend, defend, tighten up. And that's the instinct. That's the that's the panic instinct. And just and you meet that. Okay, that's that sign. That's the sign, the contracted is the what the shock, fearful, cannot manage this. That's the sign, that's why it's doing it. So to be really, really, really pretty loving and, and gentle and encouraging to just, could you just first acknowledge that, let your energy settle in that, get around it, encourage just a little bit of space around it, See if you can gradually trickle down your body anywhere you feel a little more space or openness, a little less pressure, and so encouraging that contraction to gently release. And you you can keep doing that mindful of the whole body. This is a hopefully a relatively graspable notion to to cultivate sati, mindfulness of body. And quality of sati is just bearing in mind like a, a simple process like that. And bearing in mind, the quality of sati means that one thing is consciously, deliberately born in mind, and other things are consciously, deliberately not born in mind. <laughs> It's a loop. So it goes around a topic and it tends to bar entry from others. This is a secluded place. Even if they're not hostile, they're just irrelevant. They're just going to distract me. So just this is a, the concentrating aspect of sati doesn't mean a pressurized intense thing it's just the shielding of well maybe so but right not right now that could yeah but not right now this is it's just just being with this not quite yet maybe but not yet not yet no, stay with this until this is unfolded oh, okay and now so bearing in mind and the ability to linger linger and so sati facilitates this wisdom what one lingers with which was deliberately chosen selected advised as a teaching checked out one is interested in it faith arises I could try that sounds good sounds doable 
you to have a go at that then lingering with it bearing it in mind staying with it the wisdom can get to work on that to this is like this this is like that and this is the process where it's beginning to shift this this reading sampajana thoroughly fully attentive alert to the process of things moving and shifting to the process of how they are shifted because I lengthened and widened and softened, changed my attitude. That's how it happened. So you really directly get it and you really directly know it and then you directly remember it. Sampajano. It's vital. This is a wisdom factor. One of the aspects of wisdom. That caused it to decline. Remember that. Don't just remember it as an idea, but somatically photograph it. Somatically get it in your in take your time get it get it get it let your body get it so it becomes pretty much close to instinctive you know, close to instead of the panic reflex of grip there's a maybe that comes in and then there's a counteraction it's wait pause stop hold it check come back to center Take your time, breathing out, widening, steadying, opening, ah, yes, got it. And every time you do that, your faith increases, your energy resources increase because you're not spending hours battling or, or trying to figure out why. So you're not using energy where it is of little fruition, little result, using energy to moderate the process of handling, softening, widening, strengthening, taking time, lingering. That's, that's it, it takes energy to do that. But it's not an energy of push harder, it's an energy of handle carefully, we always imagine energy to be something that's so zappy and powerful. But now moderating energy means what is energy like when we deliberately hold it carefully? The energy you would take to, you know, to... Okay, there's another dog. Pull a thorn out of a dog's paw. You don't just grab the dog, put your knee on its head, hold it down. And <laughs> well, hopefully you don't. You know, is that kind of careful... Attentive, this is sentient, gentle, and in precision. That piece. Oh. So we open up, and then we might, in that recognition, as the process continues, you begin to see there's where the thorn was stuck. Some assumption of what I am, or should be, or was, or him, or her, or them. Finished. So this this conducive to release this process. So we begin to the sampajano, understand the process, remember the process, bear it in mind, moderate it, and then rightly comprehend. This was the origin of that. This is how you deal with it, and that's the ending of that. 
sati by holding, bearing in mind and not deviating and not proliferating creates the proper laboratory for wisdom to work. And it's the nature of jitta. See, in the, if you linger with something, the nature of jitta is to make much of it, to make more of it. It amplifies. So, if one is understands this nature of jitta, is what jitta dwells upon, it makes much of it, expands, it takes as its sign, it becomes infused by it. That's the nature of it. That which one attends to becomes, and deliberately attends to, becomes the dominant quality of one's mind. Just that's it. That's so you know, when you even consider that and are prudent about what signs one gives careful one gives attention to, not what sights one gives attention to, that may be part of what signs does one give attention to? That's slightly different. It means it could be the sign of um, fear. Somebody was commenting today the number of warning signs that one sees, even in a serene place as this, fire alarms, anxiety, uh, what to do if, what, you know, it's like so many talking about constantly reminding us of the threat of life which I imagine is a statutory requirement. You drive along the highway, zero tolerance. Right. (laughs) We're in a land of zero tolerance. (laughs) You know, the the signs that come up, or the urgency signs, or the harder, faster, stronger is better signs. The number of signs you see of the, uh, you know, the the person with the gun is, is the winner movies, people blasting each other to pieces and this this is the winner this is the conqueror this is good blast people to pieces, this is good <laughs> you know, and that sign imprinted we may not consciously believe it but the sign is there of hard, tough, violent strong vigour that's, that's how you get things going it's the sign of willpower the sign of willful effort make a living, get out there, get ahead, that sign. It may not be deliberately spoken of in such terms, but the sign is there, isn't it? With various inducements and decorative things, decorations and blandishments, but the sign is there, pressure, push, will, will, will. The more strong will person is going to get ahead. That's the sign. You pick that up in your system. So we, we can be quite infected with this, these particular signs and meanings. And so you, you know, with that, then one carries that into other areas. One, one meditates with that attitude. Because it's become the dominant trait of one's chitta. One's chitta has been formed in, in that particular shape and responds to that particular signal.
So, you know, this is a sign that we wish to then realizing, as you contemplate, realizing the effect of that, of anything that senses that, of how one reads it into situations. Yeah, where it says, you know, this is the system, this is the schedule, it comes, I've got to, I've got to, this is the interview, I've got to, I've got to come up with something. You know, and anyone can think this is foolish, but somehow that can still come in. Okay, fair enough. And that's what's come in. Good. Well, let's look at that. Open that up and take time. Whole body. And so you, it's good to see these things. It's not, certainly not, you know, great stuff for one's, ego but it's good to notice these this these these themes these signs as they appear they manifest and then you're aware of that opening into full awareness of that uh, and the beauty of that is that in that and bear then bearing in mind awareness itself awareness of that phenomenon taking that into the somatic domain so the body knows that phenomenon opens, widens beyond the contraction of that phenomenon and then, oh it seems to be doing it by itself it seems to be dropping it by itself I seem to be coming out of it and the beauty of, I didn't do that you're going to it happened it happened because one did do something which was to stop proliferating and to sustain mindfulness and then jitta in that mode the encouragement of wisdom encouragement of dhamma practice stay with it feel how it is jitta will release it this is a really, I think, pretty important thing to to uh, play with. At least get into into the mind, to the, and just check it out. Jitta is is if one is given it the right kind of food and space and and encouragement and <coughs> acceptance and so forth. It is a self-releasing system. It's a learning system, and it's a self, it's a releasing system. If we brutalize it, push it, dump on it, abuse it, revile it, complain about it, it doesn't. So yes, there's a doing, all right. Doing is both to not do pollute the chitta with willfulness and recriminations and tribunals and identity not lock it into some identity or another to stop doing that as best one can you know? 
this is so and then what does one do one bears in mind one is mindful uh, we might support that with qualities of acceptance and ref- and deep attention so we're referring back to referencing phenomena to jitta and if that becomes bit what's that referring it to the somatic field referring phenomena to the somatic territory then you get something very direct it's not just an opinion you know there's a, although referring things to awareness <coughs> is probably you know also uh, maybe even better but sometimes it's the case that awareness isn't opened yet so we refer to it as an opinion about it or, or you know the body doesn't have opinions it doesn't have successes and failures and accomplishments it just just does it and it does it because that's it's, it's, that's the nature of this somatic field just like when you cut your finger, you don't have to say, oh, better get some healing down there, hurry up and heal. How do you heal anyway? Which is the right way to heal? Should I heal it through this system or that system? Or maybe uh, put more energy into it? No, just, just stop that. <laughs> get some, you know, just go after it, keep it clean, give it time. Be careful, it will heal. So this sense of lingering, sati, to frame up, to linger, form a samasati form an appropriate reference, rather than a reference to I am this, I am that, I should be this, and I'm not going to be that, am I this, and am I that? No, it's not a proper reference. It's mitya sati, wrong mindfulness. Instead, mindfulness is there is this, there is that, this is felt in body, this is a feeling. This is what's occupying chitta, this is what's affecting it. You can read it directly through through the body. Good and bad. You can then you can also so that's that's the establishment. Sustaining it against the pressure of doubt, impatience, uh, craving. Don't want this. I want to be somewhere else. Restlessness. How long have I got to do this for? Just sustaining it against those energies, those those pressures and floods. Mm-hmm. Simplicity to it. And that's the middle phase, just sustaining. And the fruition you know, is one is mindfully aware, one is mindful of the process of this realization. Mm-hmm. We bear that in mind bear in mind so that increases your faith your courage your willingness to sustain your energy 
sustain it. This may seem difficult, but you've been difficult, things have been difficult before. Sustain and with faith and mindfulness. So these all play, all work together, don't they? Also, just, you know, in such a thing as, as mindfulness of body, it's not very refined, you know. And I think this is, you know, really indicating that, that there's something you can do. It may not sound so great, I could be mindful of a body, but something you can actually do, rather than something that's really mind-blowingly refined but you can't do it (laughs) or it doesn't work for you or it works only on good days which great when there are good times but to be able to to gear one sati to what I can actually get to manage most of the time if not all of the time or a considerably large proportion of the time I can manage to I can be get back to a body. Breathing sometimes, but I can get back to a body. Uh, yeah. And as it says, you know, in the Satipatthana Sutta, when it's mindful of this phenomenon, that phenomenon, you know, various elements one can be mindful of, bones, sinews, and stuff like that. Or it could be just mindfulness to the extent to which to know there is a body. It sounds like, well, that, that's, that's for dummies, you know, that's the end of the line. No, that's the peak. <laughs> it's the, the sequence isn't going down, it's going up. Mindfulness to know just there is a body is considered, wow, that's really good. You've got that simple. <laughs> you know, you simplify to that extent. It's just, you just win that. There's no longer a, a man or a woman or an age. It's just a body, just the embodiment. And this is the best. You know, minimalist, 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 you're inclining towards the minimal. Uh, because then you've got something that, you know, say, well, what's the salient feature? Rather than getting caught in the particular specific definitions or items or data within the body, what's the overall abiding quality which you come down to when you've got past hair and skin and, and, and stuff of that nature? And you just come, and you've come come through, you know, tight places, earth element, fiery, watery, spacious. You've come through all that. What's the final, you know, defining quality uh, that the body is a certain, well, vibrant presence, certain presence, certain hereness. And if you linger in that, it begins to become vibrant. And you don't get impatient trying to know more than that, but just lingering in that presence, it becomes vibrant, vital, vitalized, because you're, you're, that's the nature of it. Whatever the citta directs itself to, it makes much of, and it, it, its energy increases, it amplifies. So we're finding that by bringing awareness into into just this body and, and not 
adding too many detail, just what you need. You know, there's the feet, the upright, the widthways, the space. It's simple. That because of that simplification, because of the lack of adding more, there's room for energy to increase slowly, steadily. The energy of being, certain vitality increases. And that vitality is sensitive. You know, one aspect of it could be sent called energy, one aspect of it called intelligence. It's, a, it's an intelligent energy, it vibrant, it's, it fluctuates, it knows. It knows pressure, it knows when it's connected, it knows when it's stirred, it knows when it's soothed, it knows when it releases, it knows. And you get to this kind of body knowing, as you know it. And there's absolutely no doubt, because you didn't have to figure it out. You didn't do it as an act of will, it happened. And you read it and you know it, and you think, oh, this is wonderful. This is marvellous. You know, it's it's worth a bit of struggle to, to arrive at this. Because the pressure is off my mind, the pressure is off my identity, to be good, to figure it out, to never have a problem, doesn't matter. Pressure's off, you know. My identity to be accomplished and bright and cheerful and on the ball, that's all, pressure's off, (laughs) you know. This, this This will deal with the anxiety, the fear of failure, the sense of what other people might think. This will deal with it. And you realize just how much your mind has been creating shadows and demons because it was not held in the body. There wasn't a body fully, it wasn't fully there. So instead, the chitta was picking up the signs of the confused and the violent and the dismissive and the pressurizing and the deceitful. So no wonder. Touching the deathless in one's body. Freedom from definition. Releasing. So something, you know, the the meditation's themes, which we can establish, uh, place our sati upon, direct conscious willing, something one can trust, Trust placing my mindfulness on this. Mm. I can get it. 
is there long enough for me to sustain, linger in? And it's directly known and felt so that it will enter the domain of what's been directly known and felt and clear the domain of what's been directly known and felt and realize the clearing of what's been directly known and felt and feel the relief from what's been directly known and felt and the gladness that becomes directly known and felt and the confidence becomes directly known and felt happiness becomes directly known and felt by itself linger in that we linger in the sign of the wholesome we said the appropriate energy is to turn away from the unwholesome to not establish mindfulness on it careful attention to establish mindfulness on the wholesome turn it away from the unwholesome doing that so this way and then to bear in mind the turning away or the switching off of the unwholesome is the perhaps the most accessible possibility to de-energize through being aware it sounds contradictory but remember awareness opens around that which is experienced so there's the direct knowing of having made a mistake sense of remorse guilt having definitely feeling one has made a mistake maybe you have maybe you haven't but that's the feeling did it wrong made a mistake and aware of that opening where receiving and dwelling in the quality of awareness of that in the Flustering and the defending and the agitating over having made a mistake ceases. And there's a sense of forgiving, recognition, compassion, release. These qualities can occur through awareness because with awareness we still remain in primal sympathy in sympathy with what has occurred we don't dismiss it but we no longer agitate and fluster and blame and defend and stab ourselves with it we've all made errors we'll probably continue to make errors mistakes get things wrong we will continue to do this we can just kind of shrug and well so what actually the more sensitive way is to every day sense of opening and then realizing awareness can 
stop the agitation around that and a sense of compassion and clarity arises and we sense now something's been learned we've seen that we've learned the the ending of that in that process we may very well have learnt how that occurred the carelessness the heedlessness, the taking for granted the compulsiveness, the flusteredness we see that now, this is to be refrained from in the future because we were not mindful we did not linger so it's in a, this self-learning also begins to give us appropriate ways of resetting our behaviors internally and externally towards ourselves and towards others. It's compassion. And we linger in and we acknowledge the beautiful. Is mindful of that. One opens one aware, one's awareness around actions of oneself or of others on a scene that one feels you linger with it this was this had beauty in it this carried the sign of the caring the loving the respectful the generous the patient the honest that sign feels delightful we linger in it dwell in it make much of it open awareness around that awareness opens around that we learn something. This will sustain. This will enrich. Reset around that value. And so, and then with process of sampajana and mindfulness, one gets it, one knows it, one is establishing it. It becomes a, a further asset to mindfulness. It's something else that one can bear in mind. So you build up a direct wisdom in terms both of the ultimate release, this is how things arise and pass, also conventional resetting. There's a difference. One is just the fact that phenomena pass, which is, you might say, an ultimate release, but there's also a conventional reset, which means it passed, but that really give rise to a sense of remorse <laughs> do I have to keep doing with that no this I could do this instead and then there will be freedom from having to deal with that this will be for my welfare and for the welfare of others so we also use this process for when we say conventional understanding learning So we, it helps in terms of our karma, how we act and how we review each other. Linger a lot, bear in mind what comes to mind, what seems important to you, what feels important, what's greatly felt as important. However, Whatever said, what's felt as important. It may be, you know, for you, the presence of other people is a, is quite a big deal. It shouldn't be, but it is. 
definitely carries something. Okay, what's that? Make you nervy, defensive, critical, yourself and others comparing and contrasting. These are not unusual. Wondering whether you, she has a problem with you or what. This is not unusual. Did, when she looked at you, did it mean that or this? Is, she's probably deeply offended by you. <laughs> this is this is quite normal to experience these kinds of things. So, and then open your awareness around that. What's the quality in this? What's the one abiding feature in this and all this? It's self-consciousness, the defended, worrying self as separate from everybody else is therefore comparing with everybody else is therefore the odd one out everybody else sits like magnificent arahants and I'm a crumpled heap of misery (laughs) (laughs) so he's getting these kind of senses of me and everyone else and you recognize there's no everyone else, there's just the lots of me sitting around wondering about everyone else and comparing themselves with this thing called everyone else, which doesn't exist. Except, what does it carry? A sign of what, intimidation, needing to be better than, feeling worse than, comparing and contrasting. This, this characteristic, this is a self-characteristic clenched awkward embarrassed nervy oh pain widening bearing your presence other being, may I deep into this, may other beings do this. This is our blessing, our wish for everyone else and for this. So, you know, begin to assess some of these psychological patterns which can seem so awkward and foolish. Uh, And they carry if they keep repeating it's because they carry poignant signs that you shouldn't have but you do have that you should have grown out by now but you haven't and all this stuff they carry poignant signs that are pretty deeply meaningful for, for humans the feeling of the others the group am I okay Will I be looked at in a, in a negative light? Mm. Signs of fear, anxiety, worry. Have I done enough? Have I, put, have I, shared, have I done enough yet? Mm. These, these signs, it's dukkha. Feeling in your body, you come through the complexities of him and her and them and that and it's down to the, the, the signs characteristic of the 
nervous, anxious self-consciousness is trying to measure itself as something. It's dukkha, dukkha. Uh, you know, how's that feel? It's softening, widening into awareness and compassion. That everybody gets this. This. And on a conventional level, realizing everybody probably gets this to some degree or another, let my actions be such that are warming, respectful, gentle, good-humored, loving. Uh, Let me be a force that helps to ameliorate these, these tendencies, rather than uptight, nervous, contracted. For my welfare and for the welfare of others. This is to be cultivated, this sign. This is furthering, this is deepening, this is in line with the Buddha's teaching. One bears that in mind, makes much of it, the mind feels happy, confident, uh, peaceful, and knows what to do. That orientation becomes clear. This is the becomes available through correct establishment of sati, of mindfulness, bearing it in mind, the process, and the topics. Anyone? Namaste.